Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. A company called F5 has done their latest Curve of Convenience 2020 report conducted in collaboration with market research agency Cantor. They're looking at consumer attitudes and behaviors towards privacy and the other end of the spectrum toward convenience. Uh, let's bring on now Sean Backer, the principal security advisor for F5. Sean, great to have you on Weekend Mornings. This a new survey really taking a, the pulse of how people feel about their, their online and digital security, is it not? Yes. Hi, Glenn. Good morning. Glad to be here. So the survey is really cool. It, it figures out how common men are really trying to access the application, the data they have, how they rate their application, what's the level of trust they have, and how has this trust been changing over a period of time. So there's a lot of insights over there. Tell us, I believe there were some 4,000 people across eight markets. So it seems like quite a wide-ranging survey in terms of the actual people you talked with. Yes, yeah, so uh, we covered eight markets, uh, which included definitely Singapore, India, Australia, China, Indonesia, and a lot of the regions. And the whole goal was to actually see how people in different ranges, uh, age ranges, are actually interacting with their applications. We know that we are living in a very diverse population these days. There's different age ranges, different personalities. But the mode of communication of getting their application or getting the data is all through mobile apps these days and how this works and how it manifests in different user preferences is what we was aimed to uh, we tried to gain over here. Yeah, let's talk about how that has, has come out. Many of us know that, you know, when we sign the terms and conditions on apps that we are signing away, a certain amount of our uh, digital life, our digital footprint – but many new, you know, movies like on, on Netflix, the, the, the social, uh, I think it's called The Social Network, and others are really showing us just how much we give away. Is this making people more nervous uh, in the new and the modern digital age about giving away their identity, their digital identity? What the survey finds is completely a little bit different from what uh, we would think. In most cases, we would think that if we give too much information about ourselves, it might not be good. Hmm. But in general, what we are seeing over here is people are ready to give their information out in return of more customized services. And that's how the apps are excelling. They're trying to customize the experience for the end users based upon their preferences. And that's how they retain customers and they grow their user base as well. But Sean, hasn't that been the you know hasn't been that been the argument for years now? You know, you may give something away, but we're going to make it easy for you to find this stuff. Our algorithm is going to make it easier for you to find the restaurants you want to go to or the friends you want to talk to. I mean, that that is not a new argument, is it? Or is it just being presented yeah. in a different way? Yeah, so that's definitely not a new argument. But the, uh, but the thing that we want to focus on over here is right that when you give so much of your personal information out and when a breach happens to this platform, that means your personal information, your personal data, the places where you visit to, your geolocation, etc., it usually does not end up in the place that you want to. It can actually end up with a bad guy. And that's where the trust factor comes in. And I will do a simple comparison between... Uh, the last survey that we did in 2018 versus what we're doing in 2020 right mm. now. Mm-hmm. So back in 2018, 72% people stated that they will not use the app if the data is compromised. Fast forward to 2020, with so many breaches that have happened over the period of time, I think people have gone grown immune to it. And now 
it's only a meager 4% people saying that, okay, if my the app gets hacked or if there's a high profile breach, I will stop using it. That's a big drop. Hmm. Uh, give us those, give us those numbers again. Give us that comparison again. It's 72% versus 4%. Wow. So, so two yeah. years ago, 72% said we wouldn't use this app again. And now this year, tw- only 12% say that. Four, 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 number four. 4%. Four oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Like, that, that, that's also got to do with the fact that, that breaches and hacks have become so common. Yeah. That we hear about it every day. And if we just say, if my favorite app got breached, I stopped using it. I won't have that mechanism to express my feelings or to get my stuff. That's why people are slowly, slowly getting more immune to the fact that uh, whether the app will be hacked or not. Instead, the focus now becomes is how are these breaches and how are these hacks handled by the organization and how, are they, how do they manage to sustain the user trust? Yeah, and I guess maybe people have just sort of given up. Huh? They, they assume that at some point their data is going to be compromised or it's already been compromised. And if they don't yep. necessarily see a specific harm to themselves, then they just have sort of thrown their hands up and say, oh, whatever. At least I still have my app that's going to show me how to get down to the store faster than, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and Sean, when you look at these, and we're talking with Sean Backer, Principal Security Advisor at F5, when you look at these answers, some of them sound like answers that perhaps would differ generally, generationally. You know, Gen Z would answer in a different way than baby boomers. Are, are you seeing a generational split in people who care and how they care about their personal data? Yes. So there was a little bit. So when we ran the survey, right, so we had some of the baby boomers as well uh, in the survey, but they were not a huge, very high number of them. But the thing that we see is uh, the millennials or the latest generation or the latest workforce, they are more app savvy. They want to use more of app. And their focus is primarily to get the data and the access very fast. So think about it, right? If you want to open an account on an e-commerce platform, Mm. instead of going and filling in the form manually by yourself, step by step, giving all your details, most millennials will prefer how can this be done easily? So can I just click on a button and say, get all my data from one of my pre-shared social media accounts, like right. Facebook or LinkedIn. Mm. Versus, so it's basically saying that, okay, make the experience smoother for me, make the experience faster for me so that I can get and do what I want to do. So yeah. there is some amount of restriction when it comes to baby boomers, maybe just because of about, about having the adoption to this technology or exposure to this technology might be a little bit low. But mm. yes, people who use it and who are savvy with it, they will all fall under almost the same bracket. So I, I noticed, and, and pardon me if you if you just mentioned it in a different context, but yeah. in your uh, Curve of Convenience 2020 report, which is what we're talking about, F5's new report, the privacy convenience paradox, as it's called, says that 43% of Asia-Pacific consumers expect businesses to protect their data, while 32% believe that it's the responsibility of government. That, that's an interesting idea, isn't it? You know, if I am uh, signing on to an app from company X, um, I am expecting that the government is going to step in somehow and protect, protect my data, which seems to be more the approach that has been taken in Europe, for example, uh, versus in Asia. Do you think that is that really catching on in Asia? And will governments be able to control the data? Yeah. 
So there are a few aspects of it. Uh, Asia is a very wide range, right? As we talked about, starting from India all the way to Australia, the region that we covered, there's different amount of adoption level to this particular idea. Mm. I know in Europe, GDPR, uh, general data privacy regulation is actually helping the entire region to protect the data. But right. in Asia, we have pockets of policies that are created here and there. In Singapore, we have one. Uh, in uh, India, there is one. In Australia, there is CDR or consumer data rights that's coming up. So there are pockets of different policies that kind of aim towards the same direction. It says that the, the user must, be this, uh, must have some ownership of the data. And the whole idea of this question, whether like how government should be responsible, also has some footing. Because when we look at big corporations and big giant organizations hosting your data versus a small one. And when somebody gets breached, as an individual, I might not have the capacity to challenge this. But if there is a regulation that's running in, uh, within my in the place where I live in, it really helps everyone and it really helps secure the data and it mandates the organization to secure the data that they're collecting on behalf of the user. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting and, comparison, isn't it? An interesting change, yeah. I should say. Yeah. And if you look at countries like uh, where we live in, Singapore and Hong Kong, really, really strong points. People uh, believe, uh, the the people who we surveyed believe in the fact that the government should step in and have these kind of regulations in place. So Mm. there are other regions as well, like Japan and Australia, where people believe that this is more of their own responsibility. And and so would we be looking, do you think, I mean, based on this survey, would we be looking at some sort of a pan-Asian uh, system or a pan-Asian uh, discussion on how data can be protected across the region? I mean, that's the only thing that would really make sense versus these small pockets that you're talking about, would it not? Eventually, yes, based upon the kinds of business ties that uh, different people or different organizations in different countries have, it will help funnel and create some uh, unified policy mechanisms. But at the moment, we are not there yet. Mm. So we do see these individualized policies which are there in all, all the different regions. Yeah. And as we go forward, what, what will be the, I, I would say, the uh, for a business that's, that's looking at your con- curve of convenience uh, report, what would, they, what would they take out of it in terms of how they would go forward in, in rolling out apps, rolling out digital experiences for their customers? So this is the key for the entire uh, report, right? To understand the end users, to understand their experiences, and to understand how they behave. Mm. And there were three key points that came out of this. The number one key point was that, at least in the recent time, what we're seeing as uh, 2020, right, that data breaches do not affect the consumer behavior in short term. But it definitely affects the trust that they have on the organization. So that is something that we need to keep in mind. The next point is basically saying that to gain users, to have more users, security is definitely important, but it cannot come at the cost of user experience. Right. And the third, and the third important point that we need to think about is, like, is the regulations part. Right? Most, depending on the place that you're living in, we will see that people will expect more from their organizations that they're transacting with and more from the, the governments that are in, the, in that particular region. So with all the three key findings in mind, right, organizations will try, or the next generation of or wave of apps that we will see, will typically try to have a greater UI experience for the customer so that they can sustain their loyalty as well as 
more open conversation that happens between them. Mm. Sean, how do uh, people get in touch with you if they uh, F5 if they want to look at this report and get some of the insights from it? So this report is publicly hosted. It can be uh, it's a, it's a Google search array. Just write F5 Curve of Convenience 2020. You should be able to find this report. Or a copy of it can be downloaded from our website at F5.com. Awesome. Sean Backer, Principal yeah. Security Advisor at F5. Thanks for your time and your insight today. Very interesting and, of course, very important to all of us. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.